0: And now, before we officially begin this week's episode of the BoochCast, I have something very important that I need to discuss with all of you here at the BoochCast Nation. As you know, for many years now, I have been affiliated with a wrestling company called Universal Championship Wrestling. And the company is run by a gentleman by the name of Ronnie Gossett. I've known Ronnie for close to seven years now, and... And anyone who knows Ronnie like I do knows what a bright light he brings with him everywhere he goes. Sadly, his declining health has added to the intense depression that he's fought since losing his daughters in 2017. Ronnie, in addition to being a wrestling promoter, also uses his musical gifts to spread joy to everyone around him and invest in his community every time he has the opportunity. Ron's health has begun to severely affect his quality of life and his ability to function independently. After being hospitalized, he has been advised by doctors that he doesn't have the one to two years it would take to get his health under control. However, there is a solution. Ron can get through this physical trial and thrive if he is able to raise the funds for a life-saving surgery. There is so much hope for his life, there is so much joy left for Ronnie to spread, And there are so many more fun nights he gets to create. Fighting diabetes that is out of control, coupled with blood flow issues and coronary heart disease, has brought intense pain to Ronnie's life daily and made even the most simple tasks incredibly difficult. He is losing the ability to work and provide for himself. Ron has been involved in the professional wrestling industry as a wrestler and a promoter for over 20 years with events that entertain many and also makes a living traveling throughout Georgia and South Carolina, facilitating karaoke and using his singing talent to entertain and inspire others. Ronnie will wear the mask of I'm okay" forever and is the last person to ask for help. Trust me, I know this from experience. I love Ronnie to death, but he is a stubborn bastard. And he will never ask for help. He has needed friends to help him get to and from events in recent weeks, but struggles with shame, embarrassment, and believing that no one cares about him. His life matters, and it can be saved. Any amount helps. A surgery will save his life and give him the opportunity to live many more years blessing the lives of others, even reconnecting with his children in the future. And that is why I am encouraging everyone to go to the GoFundMe page that we have on our BoochCast Facebook page and donate whatever amount you can to help him raise the money he needs for this life-saving surgery. The goal is to raise $15,000. Now, as I mentioned before, every little bit helps. So you're not required, obviously, to donate thousands of dollars if you don't have that kind of money to throw around. But every little bit that you can give helps. And just to show how serious I am about this, I personally, Vinny Bucci, have donated $50 to the GoFundMe campaign. And I'm doing it for two reasons. One, because... I consider Ronnie a dear friend in addition to a co-worker, and I desperately want him to get better. But the other reason is to show all of you, the Cast Nation, that I always practice what I preach. And the one thing that I always preach to you guys is that I never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, ask any of you to donate money to any cause that I, myself... Am not willing to donate to. So go to gofundme.com slash saving Ron's life. I will have links to this on the Boochcast Facebook and Twitter page for you guys to easily access and donate whatever amount you can. Every little bit helps no matter what it is. Don't feel like if you're donating a small amount you're not contributing. You are helping us to reach this goal. Let's help Ronnie get back on his feet and get him the life-saving surgery he needs to thrive and provide and live a long and happy life. And if you would like to meet the shooter, Ronnie Gossett, in person, you can catch him Sunday, May 23rd from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. as Universal Championship Wrestling presents... The NWO Reunion and Road Stories. This will be taking place at Whiskey's, located at 3069 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. Again, that address is 3069 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. The event will be hosted by the shooter Ronnie Gossett and myself, Vinnie Bucci, aka The Booch. And joining us for the NWO reunion will be two of the biggest names in the history of the New World Order. Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner and Buff the Stuff Bagwell. They will be there telling road stories and answering questions from myself, Ronnie Gossett, as well as the audience where there will be a live Q&A session where you guys can ask them any questions that you want. We will answer all your questions. No punches will be pulled and of course there will be a special meet and greet before the event where you guys can meet all of us and you can get autographs pictures, cop some merch all this great stuff is going down Sunday, May 23rd at Whiskey's. Tickets are $20 and you can purchase them either at Whiskey's, you can go physically to the bar to pick them up, you can get them on eventbrite.com, just type in UCW NWO Reunion and Road Stories or you can purchase them at the official website w www.ucwtv.com. So get your tickets now before they sell out for this once in a lifetime opportunity to hear some NWO reunion and road stories. Full of jokes And every day you remind me I'm I'm desperately in need See, I gotta
1: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming back to that. That was Blind Melon with Mouthful of Cavities, one of my favorite tracks growing up. Blind Melon, so underrated, so great. If you haven't listened to it before, you know, go on Spotify, go on YouTube, look at their videos. Mouthful of Cavities are the one you just listened to. They have some other great bangers out there if you got the time. But, of course, we're here for something else. We are here for AEW. And, folks, I'm telling you this week's show was fantastic it brought the goods and by the way I'm starting backwards I'm pulling a Quentin Tarantino I'm going backwards and saying it first Miro is your new TNT champion heck yeah that's right I'm saying it though only because I am such a mark and I'll openly admit that I am a mark for Miro I love the I love the fact that he's finally coming into his own he ditched that fucking sandbag that was uh Kip Sabian he's on his way to doing bigger and greater things so Miro is the best Miro's number one (sighs) that's right I heard the review from. From Vinny. Uh, he did an NXT. Wasn't so great, but, I uh, thank God I could sit there and talk about my great brand, which is NXT. But, uh, let's get this fucking show started, shall we? First, of course, we had, um, and it looks like, you know, AEW has a little history of putting on great bangers for, uh, you know, starting matches. And they did exactly just that. John Moxley versus Eugene Nagata for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion. Now, they had broke down the tail. I gotta let you know, guys. Um, Nagata, he's not a young guy. No, not at all. The dude it's like 53 years old now. If you don't know who Yuji uh, Nagata is, I had to do some research on him. I'm not gonna pretend like I know everything when it comes to new Japan, but I've heard of this guy. Remember when they did like the um, the sparkler match with the <laughs> the smoke bombs that Mr. Moxley and Mr. Omega had? Yeah, he was the first person to do it. So when you saw the video package, you actually saw him. But nonetheless, they came out there, and uh, oddly enough, we had John Moxley with some new ring entrance music. Um, they decided to go with a wild things. So yes, Tony Khan shelled out the money for the song from Wild Thing, and of course, we all remember the Wild Thing song, obviously, from being on the radios, but also, it was in that Major League movie with Charlie Sheen. He was the Wild Thing. Um, I did like John Moxley's old music, but this is kind of new. It's invigorating. Looks like, um, uh, not sure if Teen T has the rights to a whole bunch of music, or Tony Khan just flat out bought it. Um, because it does look like Orange Cassidy. His music is, um, from the Pixies. They got, uh, Where's My Mind, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And they got Jungle Boy, um, that one, um, I think it's called Jungle Boy, um, like that. Whoa whoa, 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 whoa! That's Jungle Boy's song. And now we have obviously uh, John Moxley with the Wild Thing, which it's kind of weird. It's uh, kind of weird because I've always taken John Moxley as a um, ac kind of guy, not really a Wild Thing. But hey, whatever works, right? Um, within a week or two, we'll even forget he even had um, the original uh, music. But um, let's get to the show. Um, new music, um, new hitter. He came out there, looked pretty okay. Fifty-three years old, man. Fifty three years old and still kicking. Now, if you're a person like let's just say, I don't know, Benny Bucci, um you probably not really like this match a lot, because I had a lot of, um, the strong the strong style that he so much hates, um, but there was a lot of hard-hitting things, and I kind of got used to the Japan style, so I, I was kind of for it, um, always seeing the flippity-floppity things, seeing well-orchestrated um, wrestling matches, don't get wrong when it's done right, it's beautiful, it's fantastic, but it's good to kind of switch it up from time to time, and uh, you know, man, it just, this this match was a freaking banger, I think every week for the past five for six weeks, every week has been a banger, every start of the match. So sometimes being like the forefront or being the first match is almost as important as being the last match um on dynamite, you know. So being the main event and also the starter, you gotta get that crowd pumped up, you gotta get things going. And this match just is that just um did just that. So if you weren't really sure who this um uh Yugi Nagata is, I mean he's past his prime, obviously. The guy is pretty awesome, but man, but I'm telling you the brutality with the super. Suplexes and the kicks and the punches. Um, hell, I think like at one point they were trading out submission holds. Um, the only way John Moxley was actually able to get out of it was to actually have himself knee, you know, pretty much knee out of it, and you know, he had to knee his way out of it and then do an underhook. Um, John Moxley wins by pinfall with the paradigm shift, and I cannot believe that it's weird because in my mind I thought John Moxley would have lost the title to yugi just to bring the title back to Japan. So if that's not the case, I'm kind of thinking to myself, Jesus Christ. Christ are they going to open a door to New Japan now because my idea was or when they first threw this concept out there was that he was going to bring the title back over to New Japan that was the only reason to have a match now since they're not what's going to happen are they going to have some kind of open door because having Yuji there they they said the forbidden words New Japan and they're not afraid to say it because they've mentioned it many many times in the past so this is an open door because New Japan was on a different brand so if you think about it this is the first of many hopefully across my fingers because you know i'm a big wrestling nerd i got to make sure i got all the stuff i got going on with me right here in AEW, my bread and butter baby john moxley looked amazing yuji looked freaking amazing i can't believe he lost um i was just kind of hoping he'd take that title and bring it back to japan for the tournament coming up soon but hey you know what they might have some plans something else is coming down the line i don't know what it is but uh the forbidden door has been open um new japan is in AEW. uh nwa is in is in AEW. impact aw um we just need i think Think like MLW and possibly even Ring of Honor to get there. But listen, like I could do Phantom all day. I'm not going to do that. Um, Post match, um, you had Nagata and uh, Moxley. Uh, they bowed to each other, which is pretty nice. Um, and they got they got some headbutts in there. You know, they 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 typically do that. It's either you get chopped to the face or slapped to the face, and sometimes the headbutts kind of like the best way to do it when you're hardcore. So I kind of liked it. Um, next on the page, we did have a uh, backstage segment between Ortiz, Sammy G, and J- um, Jake Hager. They said they had the pinnacle beaten. Last week, but MJF stole it from them when they sh- um, showed his true colors and threw Chris Jericho off the stage. Um, obviously, Santana's is not there because he got arrested for <laughs> stabbing a man with a fork, which it shows there are consequences in AEW sometimes. Um And Jericho, obviously, getting thrown off a cage. He has to take some time off. Um, but they want a rematch. They say, you know what, though? You guys may have beat us, though. We almost had you. But, uh, you know, we, we saw what you did. You're kind of an asshole. We're going to get back to you. We want a rematch. So they're pretty much just waiting for uh, some kind of response back from MJF you know, FTR or anybody else, but most, more than likely, just F, you know, just MGF, because he seems to be the ringleader in that whole bunch, and, um, we get back from a commercial, we get Cody Rhodes in the mic, uh, Cody Rhodes gets out there and talk about patriotism, um, you know, last week when he got beaten up by, uh, Mr. Ogogo, he threw the Union Jack flag, and for the people who don't know, is a UK flag, and then, uh, Cody Rhodes decides, um, yeah, I'm not gonna be an American Nightmare for that one night only, because when we go to Double or Nothing, I'm gonna fight Mr. Ogogo, and I will become the American Dream, because I'm not sure if you're following Mr. Gogo on Twitter or any of those little social media platforms. I don't, but it's been said that he's like all anti-American, like Americans suck and they're fat and this is the worst country in the world and our politics is bad and I do agree with Mr. Gogo on some things, but they're doing this whole angle where it's like USA versus the foreign invader. I mean, UK, are they really that much of a foreign threat? I don't think so. Um, Cody was kind of all over the place on his promo. I've known Cody to get a lot of passion and a lot of different things and um I just kind of felt like he was a little bit everywhere he wasn't here he wasn't there he tried to be the true blood the American and going against like this Brits um I don't know what's gonna happen between this feud it's only cumulated because of QT Marshall I don't know I I kind of want to see Gogo get a win over this only because if it will do nothing for Cody if he wins um if they're trying to build a Go-Go, Mr. Anthony, a Go-Go up, I think it'd be pretty better if uh, Cody Rhodes was to take a loss on this one. That's that's my own personal opinion. I'm gonna lie to you. Uh gogo has got a lot of ways to go up. I just hope that he does take a win when it comes to Double or Nothing, but then again, you don't really know. I guess we'll find out next couple weeks, but um, next, we got a segment. We have um, SCU and we got the Young Bucks, but of course, they had to show a little package about all the holidays and all the different things they used to do together on BTE, uh, showing footage from like Ring of Honor and uh impact and all this stuff because you got to keep in mind the young bucks was called generation me back in impact or back then it was called tna um then they went to ring of honor and they traveled on the roads together in uh uh kazarian not kazarian but uh um, oh geez what's the name again christopher daniels uh christopher daniel's minivan uh they wrote down a history how they were best friends they took you know took care of each other and then we got to the match and ladies and gentlemen, we have the Young Bucks versus SCU, what, co- what could possibly be their last time, because uh, in this match, if they were to lose, then they will never formulate a tag team ever again. So, this match had a little bit too much shenanigans for my liking. Um, you know, first I thought about a slap fest, you know, a whole bunch of shenanigans. Um, uh, I don't know. It was just kind of, it was it was a lot of distractions, which I didn't really care for. Um, I remember there was a spot where uh, Christopher Daniels got power bombed on a side of the on the a, on a side of the ring, the hardest part of the ring, like, you know, um, Michael Cole would say. Um, he got super kicked into the post. Um, it just seems like they tried to do everything they can to stay afloat. I remember this one cool spot we had, it was Kazarian trying to do a Styles Clash. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I remember he even did, like, a double Northern Suplex, um, which got a pretty close two counts. Um, but the end, we did see where they sprayed some kind of spray or something into Kazarian's eyes. They hit him in a, in a head with the can, and And what do they do? One, two... Three and they are done. The Young Bucks win by pinfall with the BTE trigger and to retain a tag team championship. Now, I know a lot of people, especially my, um, the, our fearless leader, supposedly, Vinny Bucci, and even Zach for that matter. Fuck you, Zach. Um, calling the Young Bucks the Young Fucks. I don't get your hate for them. If you hate them, they're doing their job. So every time you call them the Young Fucks or everything else, I used to correct you guys all the time. Now I'm not going to correct you guys at all because if you're hating them, it means they're doing their job. You might say it's go away, Heat. I don't believe it. I just think that you, hate him because of their antics and they're doing their job so every time as you say that it makes them even more of a heel and you can say it's go away heat but the thing is you're you're justifying your actions when you're saying it though but in reality they're really the best heel tag team there is right now same thing with king omega when you, every time you call him kenny beta or anything else or twinkle toes or finger bang whatever it just proves to me how much of a great heel he is so going forward i will not correct you the th- Truth of the matter is, he that is the best tag team in the world right now. Same thing with Kenny Omega being the grand champion of AAA. Impact. And of course, AEW. But, you know, I could be biased. I don't know. Maybe because I'm just a big mark for them. Anyways. So backstage, we go back and we see John Moxley and Andy Kingston are trashing the Elite's dressing room. They're just smashing things up, you know. They had a TV. They smashed it on the floor. There was, like, some expensive shoes and they fucking, like, kicked it to the ceiling fans. You know, shenanigans. You know high school shit. Fun stuff. I loved it. It's just fun watching, uh, you know, John Moxley Eddie Kingsley because, again, their chemistry is beyond. It's fucking awesome. Now, here's the thing I gotta say about that match afterwards, because they showed footage of, like, you know, a bloody Daniels hugging Kazarian. Here's my qualms with this. They rushed the ending of it. If that's supposed to be SU's last outing, I wanted to see a hug. I wanted to see, you know, them standing in the ring and getting a standing ovation and say, thank you, thank you, SCU, or thank you, KD, thank you, kaz thank you katie thank you kaz something but they rushed it these guys have been tag team for longest motherfucking time and you guys just rushed it for what reason there's no reason for it you guys could have milked it just another week or something but what'd you guys do you guys flubbed it up instead way to go AEW. way to go to treat your veterans i'm unhappy about it but at the same time um maybe we'll get something on bt and then ladies and gentlemen if you are listening to the show you are a fan of aw i suggest please oh please watch being the elite on youtube now If you're new to the channel, when you go on there, don't just go to the latest episode, because you need to catch up. Now, don't get me wrong, I'll have continuation from what's going on. But, I mean, do yourself a favor, go back like 50 episodes. If it's episode 250, go to episode 200, or whatever the thing is. This doesn't have to be an exact number, but just go back. There's a lot of cool things on there. Continuations, inside stories, inside jokes, which you'll fucking love. And if you like wrestling, you might as well watch it. Why not? Do yourself a favor, watch BT, but uh, that's going to be my plug for the week. That'll be about it. And then, backstage, we have Christian Cage. He's being interviewed backstage. Talk about he wants to sit there and take on Team Taz and um he signed his piece of paper in the back and he's just waiting for them to accept and then who comes out there a fucking wild matt sadell decides and says um no you're not gonna fight team taz i'm gonna fight you it's like wait a second you're gonna fight me before double or nothing oh yeah of course and christian cage says i'm gonna sign up for the battle royal so already christian cage is thrown into the casino battle royal and he's gonna win it and then matt comes up and says no mate you ain't going in there i'll tell you what i'm gonna do i'm gonna fight you i'm gonna fight you before the Double or nothing. And I'm like, shit, that is the worst Matt Saddle fucking uh, impression I ever did in my whole life. I don't think I ever did an impression of Matt Sado, So, unbeknownst to me and the whole world, that's probably what he sounds like. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, but we'll find that off. Next, we have Orange Cassidy versus Puck for the AEW World Championship number one contendership. And fuck. Why is it a fuck? Well, let me tell you the fuckery on this one. Puck is a world-class athlete. Orange Cassidy is, well, Orange Cassidy. I'm not sure what happened. We all know what happened. Orange Cassidy got fucking... I mean, I don't know. I think he got a concussion or something. He got some kind of sunset flip or something happened where he hit his fucking head. And, man, he was loopy. He could not do shit. He was, like, walking around, walking around with, um... Uh, he was walking around with a dazed look in his eye. Uh, more than typical. I wish we'd have kept his sunglasses on. But uh, he got fucked up. And um, what I found on the line was that this match was supposed to go 20 minutes to a no draw so both of them will fight Kenny Omega. Well. <sighs> I mean, they had to call some stuffs on, sh- on, uh, on the fly. Um, Aubrey Edwards was being busy, whatever, with fucking Don Callis sitting there interfering. And Kenny Omega slips in and fucking hits pocket ahead the head with the fucking title. Both can't respond to the 10 count. And both of them got counted out. And now it's a triple contest, which it's kind of stupid on Kenny's part. He knocks out Kenny. And now it's a triple threat. I mean, obviously that's a plan. But on TV, execution was kind of stupid. But you know what? Fuck it. What are you going to do? I mean, uh, Orange Cassidy decided to get a fucking cushion halfway through it, so... I don't know, man. I just don't fucking know what's fucking weird. Um. Obviously, then we get back. We got the Elite in the background. Uh, the locker room is very upset about Kingston and Moxley trashing his place. And uh, the Bucks invite the Varsity Blondes to step up in the ring for them next week. But they're going to settle a personal grudge for themselves to double nothing when they want Kingston and Mox at the pay-per-view. So, ladies and gentlemen, what that means? Varsity Blondes are going to lose next week. The Young Bucks are going to fight Moxley and fucking uh, Kingston next week. And uh, I mean, um, at uh, the pay-per-view coming up at uh, double or nothing. That's the direction we're going for. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of wishing the Varsity Blondes wins. Um, I like Griff Garrison. I think he's fucking great. Same thing with uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Um, but I just don't think they're winning it. They're going to have a great match, but I don't think it's going to fucking come to fruition. But now, the next segment, oh my god, are my two favorite wrestlers. Of course, I'm speaking about Hangman Adam Page. And uh, of course, he was in good company because he had a Dark Order with them. but who in the Dark Order is one of my favorites? John Silver. And uh, pretty much, long story short, Hangman and Page is like, you know what? I did Lose to Brian Cage. That's a fact. I'm not going to put it away, but I just didn't lose to Brian Cage. I lost to Will Hobbs, I lost to Ricky Starks, and I lost to Hook. So technically, it was more like a four on one versus good old hangman page but um look at my backup now he's got the whole dark order evil uno Stu Grayson John Silver Alex Reynolds um yeah we got 10 we got 5 on there so um i think that uh we're in good company and i for one look forward to that um cuz i think this will be a number 1 contender i a number 1 contender a match so i am all fucking for that um i'm looking forward to that one and let me see where i got dropped off at so blah 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 the pinnacle all right so now the Pinnacle make their entrance they're bringing some pretty ladies to the stage um, as they would say MJF um, um, wearing a crown pink suit pastel pink suit calls himself the greatest of all time talks about the accolades about how great he was and how smart they were in that uh, blood and guts match and how you know he fooled Sammy G you know all his great things whatever they're, they're gloating you know hey FTR you're a fucking great scent. he's like hey uh you know Sean Spears you're a freaking amazing hey, hey uh, Wardlow yeah you're pretty good yourself man I mean, you guys are pretty good. I like it. You know, you guys have character. You guys have that uh, you know, that thing going on for you guys. Talking about how um, you know, he's just too amazing. He's just too amazing. You know, I'm God's great, I'm, I'm God's gift to uh, wrestling, God's gift to ladies, I'm God's gift to everybody. You know, everybody wants to be me, wants to be me, but um, you ain't never gonna be me. I'm MGF. And then all of a sudden they just see here's some honking. Honking on the outside. MGF freaks out. He's like, dude, who the fuck is honking? I know we're an outside stadium now, but who the fuck's honking? And then they see a cart. Uh, like a golf cart, but bigger. A golf cart with on steroids with a tank behind it. It looks like a garden hose. Or not a hose, but like a hose like for a hot fire hydrant. I'm like, I think I know where this is going, uh, but we'll see how this plays out. So you have Santana, you got Hagar, and then you got Sammy G. And they start talking for a second, and they want the rematch. And MJ was like, fuck you, you ain't getting shit. And out of nowhere, from the bottom, Chris Jericho appears. A wild Chris Jericho appears. And he goes out there and says, um, you know, we want a match. But we want to make it a stadium stampede at double or nothing mjf pretty much tells him to go pound some sand and then uh jericho's like all right man sammy fucking hit him turns on the bubble matic or the bubble machine whatever <laughs> and uh they get a little bit of the bubbly and they had the same scenario when stone colds came out came out in zamboni or that uh beer truck and starts hosing everybody in a ring like the rock and stone cold and shane mcmahon and all that shit same scenario but with a little bit of the bubbly fucking mjf everybody the pinnacle we're just sitting just getting doused down over and over and over again and mjf's like you know what motherfuckers you know what i will accept your challenge but here's a stipulation if you guys fucking lose then you guys are fucking done you guys need to disband and never come back together ever again so, they give the guys from the Inner Circle something to think about. They laid a challenge down, but they think I actually sit there and, um, take it. Which, I know for sure they're going to. Now, I know it sounds kind of stupid. They just came from a stipulation match, Blood and Guts. They're going to another one with the next two or three weeks. But folks, who gives a fuck? It's wrestling. You're getting all these able bodies. You're getting these factions on. And, uh, I'm all for it. I like the pinnacle. I like the Inner Circle. I just want to see what they can fucking do in a ring together, um, at the Steam Stampede. Now, if I was the booker, I would have done Blood and Guts at the next pay-per-view and maybe did the same stampede last week but you know what though i'm not a fucking booker so i don't know everybody knows the inner circle lost the first one so who knows if they could go over two or one for one we'll have to see is it 50 50 booking i don't fucking know guys i don't know we'll just have to find out together and uh next on the list we have a sit-down interview between holy shit britt baker and jim ross and ladies and gentlemen Britt Baker has been so good. I'm not sure what happened. I don't think we deserve Britt Baker. You know what, though? She can sit there and try to be this heel and say, I'm the best, I'm the better, and everything else. This interview was a little bit different. She says that it's kind of poetic that the monster that Hikaru Ishida had created to thrown her is going to be the person who's going to take the title away from her. Now, she said, I'm not going to take anything away from Ishida. During a pandemic, she kept this thing, this wrestling thing for the women's division going for a float for about a year. She did her best she gives kudos to her and says she is deserving to be champion and everything else but finally she says i'm the i'm the heartbeats i'm the pulse i am the person who's gonna take the title away from you this championship needs a different person to represent it though that will bring more notoriety to the belt and if you don't listen to anything this week go back and watch the jr Britt baker segment it's fucking fight i'm doing no kudos to her at all so if you listen to anything please listen to her just go on youtube and look up jr and Britt baker and listen to this interview Listen To this thing, whatever I can play a sound clip, but I don't want to. You should watch it, just watch her facial expressions the way she goes about it, though. I think she heard her boyfriend have been working together because, uh, I mean, after a year, it just seems like she's putting everything on there. I mean, she's the pulse of the division, she's gonna win the championship. And I, for one, am all excited for it, though. Man, they better give that title to fucking Britt Baker because it's her time. I wouldn't want to give it to her the first year she was over there, but now it's fucking time, so I hope she does. Uh, two weeks' time, we'll find out exactly for sure. So, So, next we have a squash match. Jasmine Allure versus Thunder Rosa and and realistically, who do you think is really going to win this one? Yeah, Thunder Rosa. In around about two seconds is how it fucking went down, pretty much. Um, no, I mean, I've never seen this lower girl. Uh, she might be something bigger later on, but, um, you know, fire Thunder Driver, and I guess uh, the commentary is kind of building up a match between uh, Thunder Rosa and Serena Deep from uh, NWA, which Serena Deep's awesome. Um, Thunder is pretty awesome, so we do have those two girls clashing. I'd like to see a double or nothing. I hope they set that up, because having Those two girls, Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb, would be fucking amazing. We all know who Serena Deeb is. Um, She was in the um, CM Punk um, Straight 8 Society. Remember? She was the one who got her fucking head shaved off. That's Serena Deeb. I know she looks weird, like, you know, she's trimmed down, and she's got fucking hair, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, it grows back, right? It's fucking hair. Um, but she'd be pretty amazing. And then we get a package of Jade Cargill, and I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm done with Jade, man. She's just a sparky little bitch, pretty much. It's like, oh, no one's good enough to be my fucking manager because I'm so swole and blah blah blah, and I just, I could give a rat's ass who's our manager. I could give two fucks about Jade Cargill at this point, man. Um, she's been all hype and no substance, man. I am done with her. They're trying to get Mark Sterling. I guess he's a guy who he works on Dark, but he got MJF his start in the NDs, and I get it, but Jade Cargill is not that much of a commodity or a person you really want to sought after. And everybody's like, oh, she's the hottest talent on our fucking rail on our roster. Who like I don't think so, man. I don't think so. She hasn't impressed me at all. Like you could I mean, if you spend that much time with her and putting on like, I don't know, like red velvet or something, or anybody else, um, it'd be pretty amazing. But the fact that you can you gotta sit in here and build her up like she's the next best thing, Is that really working, folks, um, TK, if you're listening, you know what to fucking do, and, uh, it's time, folks, it's time, we get a video package of Darby Allen, of all the things he's done in the past couple weeks, main eventing most weeks, which is pretty amazing, he goes, like, you know, when you first came over here, Miro, you know, you've, you've done a couple things, but you really know what the fuck you are, because you came over here, you're one person, now you're another, and, um, those were his dying words because holy shit, this match was fucking awesome. Um, Miro versus Darby Allen, and my dreams came true. Darby Allen trying to do an coffee drop, and he got German suplexed. <laughs> that was probably my favorite thing. No, I, I'll give it to Darby, man. Darby was a good champion, he was fantastic. But, I mean, my hopes and aspirations for Miro outweigh what Darby Allen ever was as a champion. I mean, I'm just speaking as a true mark. Darby Allen's okay. He doesn't need the title, Miro needed it. Um, we had some shenanigans from. <laughs> Big Papa Sting, of course. It's like Darby Allen's like his son, or I don't know, or Darby Allen looks to Sting as his father. I don't know. um I like the dynamic between those two, but I think it's time to get the title off him. They did the right thing by doing it this week because God, I just didn't want to see Darby as champion anymore. And Miro, Miro looks fucking amazing. He came in with a stupid fucking gimmick as the best man with Kip Sabian, which dragged him down. I don't know why that was. I'm not sure how that was or whatever. Maybe he had to get some time to kind of get his footing down and not rub people the wrong way i don't know i'm not sure the politics that happens back there at aw i'm not sure what the fuck happened but thank god we got the miro we always knew we wanted and needed because miro is the best shh, shh. miro's number one what what <laughs> okay Again, I'm just, uh, a little biased over here. Um, we did win with, um, a submission hold, pretty much. Um, with the, um, body scissors. Game over to win the AEW TNT Championships, and man, I couldn't be happier. Now, we did see some interference before, um, Scorpio Sky, and Ethan Page return and stack attack Sting. Um, the Dark Order came and made a save as well to try to even out the odds. And then, Lance Archer? Like, he just shows up for no fucking reason. He points to, uh, Miro. Like, Miro's gonna be afraid He's like dude i just want this fucking thing i will fucking crush everyone i will throw people through ceilings you may have done it first lance but i will throw you through the fucking ceiling watch me do it miro machka kick But, um, yeah man, that was a good fucking show, um, I don't give a fuck what it is, if you watch anything, watch Miro 1, cause it's fucking great, second of all, watch fucking Britt Baker's promo, man, that shit was fucking fire, that's something we need on a daily basis, Miro on our TVs, and just me, just sitting there being like, Miro is the best, Miro's number one, what, what, I mean, I'm just, you know, again, super fucking biased, I shouldn't be, but at this rate, who gives two flying fucks, but, um, usually I would do the ratings, but the ratings are pretty much the fucking same, Nothing's fucking changed. You got your uh, Kenny Omega as the world champion. The only thing that changed was our TNT champion. You know, it's no longer Darby Allen. We got uh, the the best man Miro. I'm gonna call him that because he's fucking amazing. Uh, you got number one contender. You got uh, Orange Cassidy, Pocket Number Two, Moxley Number Three, Brian Cage Number Four, and Adam Page Number Five. Oh, it's so funny how the mighty have fallen. Uh, your current rankings right now for your women's division is gonna be Hiroshita. Number one contender is Britt Baker. Number two, Thunder Rosa. Number three, Ty Conte. Number four Nala Rose and number five Red Velvet and for your tag team rankings you have Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson tag team champions And number one you got SCU which they lost tonight so that's about to change. Uh Number one contenders right now is going to be uh, Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman and the Varsity Blondes uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page at number three which is, looks like a big move up. Um, Number four is going to be the acclaimed and Anthony Bowens and Max Caster number five you got FTR and those are your rankings. So ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening. This has been a fun, fun little endeavor, I guess. Had to do this myself. Didn't want to do it myself, but sometimes you just gotta do it yourself. So, ladies and gentlemen, good night. Good luck. Be good to yourselves. And if anything, I don't know, go fucking hug a tree. This has been the Boochcast. This has been Elvis. Take care.
0: Well I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. so long, so long, farewell, farewell, adieu, adieu, be good, be good. stay well, bye bye, keep warm, relax, and eat, take care, stay loose, adieu, you, i a la and goodbye till when we meet again